truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre are here with me. If you'd like to be here as well, we will have some open line time a little bit later on today at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Our Monday town hall will open it up uh, to find out what you think, and we'll tell you the topic a little bit later on. You can also email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. If you are listening today via a podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review wherever you podcast from, we would be very grateful. And thank you to the thousands of you that have done that for us already. I mentioned we've got our Monday town hall coming up next hour when we open up the phone lines. Our good, good friend Bob Vanderplatz will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour, and he's going, going to be addressing the topic that uh, the town hall is about later on as well. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by America. Yesterday, President Trump announced the death of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi at the hands of American forces. Last night was a great night for the United States and for the world. A brutal killer, one who has caused so much hardship and death, has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. Hours after Trump made that announcement, he was greeted to a chorus of boos at the World Series game in Washington. Of course, the media responded really well to the news that Baghdadi was killed by American forces. But now with the fog of war dissipating, a few questions arise. Why did the president provide such an amount of details about the operation? What role did Russia play in the operation? Are you saying it's irresponsible? I think it is irresponsible. I think it put uh, sources at risk. And it's unnecessary at this point. He could have mm. been much more, uh, much more succinct in what he said. The one part of the president's remarks that did bother me was this continual piling on of humiliation. Of, a little bit of that is appropriate. But you're sending a signal to uh, some of his followers around the world that could cause them to lash out possibly more harshly in the wake you of this. You don't want a locker room kind of feel to this. Right. And that was the one thing we worked really hard on after the bin Laden raid is don't make those kind of statements because it does inspire other people. The Washington Post published a headline which read Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at the helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. This prompted the hashtag WAPO death notices. Ben Shapiro said Charles Manson, famous songwriter and meditation leader, dead at 83. Jesse Kelly added Jeffrey Dahmer, lover of exotic cuisine, dies at 34. The operation to take out the ISIS leader was named after Kayla Mueller, an American hostage who was captured by ISIS, tortured, raped by al-Baghdadi himself, and then murdered. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel 
whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. Moving on and checking in on the campaign trail with Bernie Sanders. I'm your son. What advice would you give me the next time I be pulled over by a police officer? Next time you pulled over by a police officer. I would do my best to identify who that police officer is in a polite way, ask him or her for their name. I would respect what they are doing so that you don't get shot in the back of the head. Joe Biden was asked on CBS's 60 Minutes about his ongoing gaffes. You will be 77 in November. Is that too old to be president? No. I just say, watch me. Just, just watch. Congresswoman Katie Hill announced her resignation. This comes after a storm of allegations surrounding her of the Me Too variety, the latest involving another nude photo of her smoking weed from a bong. The Supreme Court has rejected the case of a Christian teen in Maryland who was forced to write an Islamic conversion prayer for an assignment at her high school. In case you missed that, let me say that again. The Supreme Court has rejected the case of a Christian teen in Maryland who was forced to write an Islamic conversion prayer for an assignment at her high school. CBS has published a documentary focusing on polyamorous relationships called Speaking Frankly, Non-Monogamy. We're not here to just wreck the world and burn it down. <laughs> yeah, it is a triad monogamous relationship, which is uh, sounds kind of weird. I am shocked at how common consensual non-monogamy is now. We're not here to just wreck the world and burn it down. <laughs> it's not just about sleeping with each other's husbands, you know. Our lives are meshed together. A lot of people think that, you know, when you're three people in a relationship, you're dividing attention. But we see it as we're multiplying the attention. We're not here to just wreck the world and burn it down. <laughs> Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, yes, you are. Si es usted. And finally, James Harden, he of the NBA's China bootlicking brigade, had himself a moment the other night. And Josh Hart has to worry about the contact. Hart just lost Ooh. the man. Oh, and then put it into his own chin. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Relief Factor. If you're one of the millions of Americans struggling right now with chronic pain, this is pain in the body as a result of too much inflammation. Relief might be one website visit away. Go to relieffactor.com right now and sign up for the three-week starter kit. I did this a few months ago. Skeptical. Not, not that I didn't think it was good, but it, it could not be that good. I mean, I, before I came here to The Blaze, I'd appear on some of these shows as a guest. I'd hear the host raving about it. And I'm like, really? Is it really that good? And then I tried the starter kit. And let's just say I am now a regular. I mean, this is a daily part of my regimen and has been for months. Uh, it, it's It's been one of the things since TiVo made, and now we know it is DVR, uh, made me a better father and husband. This is actually, has, nothing has improved, no modern, no modern innovation has more improved the quality of my life than Relief Factor has. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. Okay, so here's what you need to do. And, and this is what I love about it the most, 100% drug-free, even though it's created by doctors who can prescribe drugs. So this tells you this is not, you know, some granola crunchers got, you know, got together one day and said, hey, man, we're taking too many meds, bro. Okay, no, no. These are people that understand if you have an injury, if you have, uh, you know, uh, an illness, go get professional medical care. But if we're dealing with inflammation, 
You know, there's ways we can help the body to, to, to push back and fight back against it, natural ways, because that's what your body is, all right? It's a naturally created organism. It's not a machine or an upright vat of chemicals. And that's the all four natural key ingredients that make up Relief Factor. If you want to give it a shot, see if it helps you like it has helped me. It's, what do you have to lose for a dollar a day? Call their bluff for a dollar a day. They're offering it way below cost, inviting you to challenge them on this. Go to relieffactor.com and get that starter kit. $19.95 for three weeks, a buck a day at relieffactor.com. All right, to the montage we go. We're going to discuss the curious case of Congresswoman, well, now former, I guess. Is, there's rumor she's going to resign. Is that is that She confirmed that. It, it is confirmation she, now. Yeah. So now former Congresswoman Katie Hill. We're going to be discussing this uh, later today with uh, our congressional correspondent here at Blaze TV, Nate Madden. And, and, and the question in the overtime is going to be, this may be egregious, but is it unique? Egregious and unique are not the same things. Okay, so this this may be an egregious example, but is it really all that unique in the in the Washington, D.C. political environment? We're going to talk about that with Nate Madden coming up in the overtime today. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, blazetv.com slash dace is how you can subscribe uh, and get a reduced rate subscription to all of the exclusive programming we do each day here at Blaze TV. blazetv.com slash dace. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, thank you. Just to be patient, and that'll be posted in uh, our show feed later this afternoon. But I, I think I, I think we need to spend the bulk of our time discussing uh, the the killing of al-Baghdadi and what what has transpired in the interim. Because I, I saw something that uh, Eric Erickson over at The Resurgent tweeted out a few days ago, gentlemen, that polls are showing more and more Americans believe we are headed for a breakup. And that he thought the answer to that was was more federalism, essentially going back to a founding vision of the country. Uh, you know, a, a simple way of saying it is you let California be California, you let Texas be Texas, etc. And I agree that that would be a political solution to get us away from the trajectory and the path that we are currently on. I, I just, and this is why I'm an advocate for convention of states, because that would be a method by which an organized caucus of activists in a, in a supermajority of states could call that question because it's the only path I see for instilling that. The two major political parties are not interested in this on any, in any way, shape, or form. On the Democratic side, it, it's anathema uh, to progressive ideology. You're not, you're not allowed. I mean, one of the stories in Aaron's montage is a student told she fails her class if she doesn't write uh, that, you know, the Islamic conversion prayer. You're not, you're not permitted conscious. You're not, you're not permitted to absolve yourself from something that, that violates your sensibilities. And the, to the progressive hive mind, it's you either comply or you're terrible. There isn't a distinction. There aren't exceptions. So it goes against the zeitgeist of the Democratic Party because this is about control. Letting Texas be Texas, that doesn't make any sense. 
let me give you an example. It, it, it's the pro-life version of we just overturned Roe versus Wade. So why don't we just let Planned Parenthood continue to kill kids at, you know, on Martin Luther King Drive in every city in America? Would that make sense to you, Todd? No. No. All right. Now, they're on the other side of the looking glass here. So I'm not, I'm not drawing a moral equivalency. All right. Left, right, right, left. They're on the other side of the looking glass. They, they see this from a worldview standpoint, from an inverted perspective. But while I don't think it's morally equivalent, I do think it's situationally equivalent. It doesn't make any sense to believe yours is the superior vision for the country. And that anything that doesn't line up with that is racist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic. It's bigoted. Because those are the only reasons that anybody would oppose your vision. So under no conditions, therefore, are you going to allow someone to exempt themselves. Right now, Nate Silver from 538 is trending number one in the world on Twitter. And you might be wondering, why is the guy who hasn't been right about an election since 2012? And he nailed that one. And it got him a gig, you know, with ESPN, and he sold his business and everything else, and it was great. But he hasn't really been right about a lot since. Why is he trending number one in the world on Twitter right now? And it's not an election year. We don't vote in the first in the nation Iowa caucuses for 90 some odd days. I'll tell you why he's trending number one in the world right now. Because he dared to go on Twitter and say Americans should be united behind the killing of one of the worst terrorists on planet Earth, if not the worst, which is another way of saying one of the worst people on planet Earth. He dared to say um, the American people should be united behind something like that, and Nate's a big lib, by the way. He dared to say that, and he is getting trashed for this right now. Trashed. And that's why he's trending number one in the world on Twitter. So if, if Nate Silver, if there's no more room at the end for him, how much room do you think is left at the end for you and me? The answer is zero. <laughs> All right? So this is anathema to the, to the Democratic Party. They're, they're, they have no interest in this. They don't want to let California be California, Eric. They want to make you California. That's the goal. To make you California. There's nothing to, I mean, Eric lives in Georgia. It's to make Georgia California. To make Texas California. To make everywhere California. They don't want to let California be California. They want to make you California. And then on the Republican side, there simply is no stomach on any level for any level of existential conflict with Democrats at all. Otherwise, they'd be ushering in show votes, ban, show votes, banning uh, you know trans madness athletes from taking uh, opportunities away from women because that's like an 80-20 issue in the country right now, and they won't do that. You know, they're going to vote on raising the smoking age and stuff like that instead. They're not going to do any of those things. They have no interest in existential combat with the Democratic Party. Some of it is they agree with them, actually, on these issues, and some of it is they, they, they don't care. It gets in the way of, of you know... Um, shaking down the money changers on K Street. Have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? If you wonder where that expression comes from, it's literally on K Street where the lobbying firms are. That's where it comes from. So, when you're in a position that you just killed 
arguably the worst person on planet Earth. It, he's no one's going to stand up and say, "Oh, that's just not that, no way that's true." Well, unless you work your headline right at the Washington Post, then you might not. You know, Judas Iscariot, noted silver trader, disciple of Jesus, dead at 34, tragic hanging. Okay, I mean, it's just unbelievable what they did yesterday. Except it's not. Jesus never lived. That was one of the Washington Post editorials. Is it, is it wrong that I, you know, I don't like white people was another one that they recently had. This is not, this is, it should not be surprising. And anybody who claims otherwise is lying to themselves or to you, if not both. The media behavior yesterday, all they had to do was give the commander-in-chief of the United States, President Trump, the honor he is owed. You know, Paul writes in Romans 13, pay taxes to those who are owed, pay honor to those who are owed. It's another way of saying, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar and render unto God's that which is God's. He is the commander-in-chief of the U.S. military. He gave the order for the operation that ended this fiend's life and sent him to hell, along with his fellow demonic, you know, um, uh, assistants. He is owed honor for that. And the thing is, if you just give him his honor for that, today we could wake up with our short attention spans and they could go back to doing whatever they do the rest of the time they're on the air and no one's any the wiser. In fact, if anything, they, they gain some credibility for their orange man bad crusade. Hey, we regret to tell you, you know, we gave the president his due yesterday for the killing of al-Baghdadi. We regret to inform you, though, that he's back at it again with blank, right? They could do that. That would be effective propaganda, right? Effective messaging. I'm not saying it's accurate. I'm not saying we agree with it. I'm looking at it again from the other side of the looking glass where they live. That would be a far better tactic than what we saw yesterday. But idolatry makes idiots of us all. So they won't do that. And they won't even be ashamed of the behavior that was exhibited at the same time. I thought yesterday was the president's finest hour in office. I thought it might have, or at the very least, it was his finest hour since the speech in Riyadh, which was what, May of 2017. Yep. I thought his messaging was perfect. I disagree with the manginas from the Obama years. That whole idea of, well, you're going to irritate the Arab street, and you're, you're right. That John McCain used to make those arguments, too. You're right. They were only going to stab you in their death camp nine times. But after the president of the United States put out a press release, they decided they're going to do it 12 or 13. It's just stupid. It's absolutely stupid logic. Because it's not logical. You can't incite evil. Evil incites you. You have that paradigm backwards. Backwards. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't some truth to um, we we should be self-aware and understand that there are certain things we can say or do to enhance the propaganda that's used against us. But this just goes to show you, you know, I've used this word honor a couple of times already this morning. It goes to show you that in the West, we're not an honor-based culture anymore. Because if we were, we would understand 
that what the president of the United States did yesterday was saying he died like a dog. All of his soldiers died like a dog. He cried. He whined. He blew himself up rather than face consequences from us. And he took his own children with him like a dog, like a whimpering child. Not a martyr. A mess. That's the exact right messaging when you're dealing with an honor culture. And in the Bedouin world, they still are. Now, their definition of honor may not be the right one. Or at the very least, it's vastly different from the one that we built the West with. But it's honor to them. And you have to treat your enemies for who they actually are and what they tell you they are, not what you project upon them. Last couple of weeks, I was very critical of this administration for engaging in projection with Erdogan. Well, I've cut deals with him, so he's a good guy. No, he's not. Why? Because that's what the Mangina leftist in the Obama administration did. Well, you know, if we hadn't done this Muhammad video. No, 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 no. Wrong again. Wrong every time, actually. Wrong every time. You need to do, you want to see what they do. Their propaganda is, this makes a man out of you. Allah will have virgins waiting at the, at the celestial gates for you to have your way with them. You can do whatever you want to them and they'll love you and let you do it because you made the ultimate masculine sacrifice. And the President of the United States said, no, you didn't. You died like a dog, like a whip, whimpering, crying, no honor. And you blew up your own children at the same time. Like a fiend. Hell yeah. It's about time somebody in that, in that, in that office since 9-11 said crap like that. More cowbell. More. I want more. I want more of Trump dropping illegal aliens. I want more of he died like a dog. See, this was always my issue, as I've told you for the last few years. His crazy instincts, I'm all in. I'm all for that. If I thought we were going to actually act on him, I'd be all in. My issue isn't his crazy instincts. My issue is I want him to act on his crazy instincts. I want him to do everything that makes all of these people on all of these shows panties and because they're all wearing them, all of them, all of them. I want to see panties in bunches, tied in knots. I want to see mass wedgies. That's what I want to see. Mass swirlies. Because you know what people outside of those bubbles think? Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's my Democrat stepdad who abused me, waking me up in the middle of the night. Union steward, and he hated Ronald Reagan because he fired all the air traffic controllers and ended their union. Waking me up in the middle of the night because he liked watching Team America make Gaddafi cry by blasting his ass back to the shores of Tripoli in the spring of 86. Even my old man was like, hell yeah, yeah. Like a dog, he died, whimpering, crying, more cowbell, more of that. The fact that you think that will incite that part of the world shows, it just that's, that's an anecdotal illustration of why we have failed so demonstrably post 9-11. We refuse to acknowledge the worldviews at stake here. Mothers send their 15 and 16-year-old virgin sons out to walk minefields for a law. In their, in, their, in, their, in, their, in their Sunday bests. 
so that when they get blown up and they arrive at the celestial gates, they will look even more attractive to the virgins, the carnal virgins that await. This is what you're dealing with. You have to blow that canard up, literally and figuratively. That video we have of the, of the jihadists getting blown up mid-propaganda, that ought, they ought to be running, they ought to buy street signs in Amman, Jordan, and Cairo, Egypt, where that video's on loop. You're not a man. You're just dead. There aren't any virgins. You just killed your children. You died like a dog. You know, the, the Bible was written by people from this part of the world. And Jesus, quoting from the Old Testament, says, like a dog returning to its own vomit. Same cultures. That's the exact right messaging. And the fact that you're sitting there with the Washington foreign policy establishment preening and pearl clutching in the face of this. And we as the American people can't even for five seconds I said the same thing about Joe Biden in China when Trump went to that card. I'll say the same thing here. If you think Donald Trump is worse than the worst Islamic jihadist on planet Earth, get the hell out of here, man. Get the hell out. You're, this country's too good for you, even, if, even in its declining state. You don't deserve this. Take the first freaking plane to Amman. Cairo, Yemen. Get out. But it does beg a question. Is this another sign that we're simply just too far divided? We can't even seemingly at a baseball game come together at a moment like this. And one of the questions we're going to ask you and Bob Vanderplotz here in a few minutes when he joins us. If the situation was reversed and Obama was in office and he attended a, a World Series or major sporting event in Texas and it was on the day that a renowned enemy of the state had been killed by the military under his command, would he have been booed by the audience in that deep red state, do you think? Because there's, because there's one answer if the division is comprehensive. And then there's another answer if the division is one way. Or it's more one way than it is the other. Gentlemen, have any thoughts on what I've discussed here so far? Well, well, we've talked about multiple times as far as the worldview that drives this part of the world. I, I, I was disgusted listening to to those those clips that i played in the in the montage of people saying well you know this is not going to this is not going to make them happy first of all let's let's put aside the whole religion of peace thing for a little bit if this is a religion of peace then why would this drive people to do terrible things and drive copycats exactly um, so yeah. let's let, we'll put that aside we'll overlook that that for right now um these people like the like the baghdadis of the world, they speak one language, and that language is literally blowing a leap up. 
blowing bleep up, at least blowing up the bleep of the infidels. So how do you respond to that? You, you respond to that with hushed tones and, you know what, we got this guy and we're, go we're just going, no, you shove their nose in it, like a dog as well. You, when, when a dog poops, and I'm going to get tweets about this, but when a dog poops on the, uh, on the carpet, you go and you put the nose in it and you say no. That's what that speech was yesterday. You, you get a load of this. You, you like this? Keep it up. You're yep. going to get more of it. That's exactly right. That's, and that's the exact right message to send to those people and to that part of the world. The exact right message. Todd. I agree. I don't want to take away from it, you, but you alluded to it more broadly. The, the, you're thinking the entire time that speech is going on, where is some version of this Donald Trump yeah. all the time, both domestically and internationally? And that's frustrating from our side of the fence. I, I, it, that should not take away from uh, – I'm the guy who, on a regular basis, you'll recall, when I, I want to talk about President Obama, it's like that was a man who went and killed um, bin Laden. The, the, how he handled it? Uh, amen. Same here with Donald Trump. The, um, but it is, I couldn't expect more from Obama. I have reason to expect more from Donald Trump, and it is frustrating we don't get it. We'll come back. Bob Vanderplatz will join the conversation here next. Stay tuned. going to be falling those clocks back here soon. Temperatures are getting cooler across a lot of the country. Did you notice if you watched college football in the Midwest this weekend, every game in the Big Ten was uh, pretty much a monsoon. Uh, just Beautiful. a sign. Yes, it was a beauty to watch on HD. Uh, but uh, it's a sign that winter is coming. So with plunging mortgage rates, uh, an economy that is still pretty robust, and the timing now, you know, you're going to get a lot of sellers that are like, okay, I was holding out for that price that I wanted, and now I just got to get out of this house because I hate moving in the winter. Uh, and the market slows down in the wintertime as well. Same thing with buyers. Maybe they were looking for that one bargain, but now they've got to make that move and they want to make that move before winter comes. So the timing is right to go all in in the real estate market, just make sure you do so with an agent that you can trust, someone whose track record of success has been fully vetted, someone whose understanding of marketing plans and, and, and what professional courtesy means has been fully vetted as well. If that wasn't the case, then they wouldn't be listed at realestateagentsitrust.com, which is different from other referral services, which is really about helping clients find ag or agents find clients. In this case, at realestateagentsitrust.com, it's really about finding an agent worthy of having you for a client. So if you want to get an agent that checks all three of those boxes anywhere in the country, go to this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz joining us here from The Family Leader. Good to see you, Bob. How are you? I'm doing really well. Congrats on your Wolverines. You talked about Big Ten football, Midwest football. The Wolverines look pretty good against Notre Dame. Yep, uh, and I got a chance to go see our oldest uh, perform Oh, wow. uh, you actually got to this before I did. I didn't get to go opening weekend, and you and uh, your mm -hmm. your wife did. But uh, Amy and I and uh, her uh, brother and sister went and saw Anna perform uh, as the uh, lead daughter role in uh, the Des Moines Playhouse production of Freaky Friday on Friday night. 
They had a sellout crowd, so that was pretty cool. Tell you what, she is outstanding. Very talented. Kind of surprises me. <laughs> no, not at all. She is exceptionally talented, though. And as I told you before uh, uh, we went on air, she has the it factor. She, she connects does. with the audience. She does. And I'm not saying that because she's my kid. You know, it, you know, there's a reason why Anna will come to me, hey, how did I do? Because she'll know I'll tell her the truth. You bet. Like, if she was taking a math test, she wouldn't have the it factor. Okay? But on that stage, she definitely has. She stands, she stands yeah. apart. I've only watched her in two things. One was Legally Blonde. The other one was Freaky Friday. I thought in both cases, she stood apart as just a standout. Well, that's very kind for you to say. And I know you mean it. And taking the time to go and see her perform. So I know she appreciates and that as Dutch, well. And being Dutch, I also bought my tickets. Well, and, cause that's the real appreciation. <laughs> I mean, not that you weren't calling me up and hitting me up for free tickets. <laughs> Come on, Dad. The theater community. Now, maybe it's because my last name is Dace and that community tends to be a little bit more left, right? Yeah. But we as family members don't even get free tickets to this Sure. Stuff. Sure. So maybe We're happy that, to support it. Maybe that's just the Dace family doesn't get free free tickets to see their daughter <laughs> perform, but we we don't. We have to we have to pay like everybody else does. All right. So let, let's get to the topic that that we're going to open this up in the in in the next hour with our town hall. And we we were talking about this at the top of the program before you came on, Bob. And so yesterday, uh, the president announced an operation that uh, he ordered. Uh, the killing of uh, the uh, essentially the number one man of, of what's ever left of ISIS, one of the worst human beings on the planet. And since we have yet to discover intelligent life anywhere, anywhere else, right now we can say he was one of the worst people in the universe. You bet. Okay, Al Baghdadi and um, his death and the death of a lot of his minions as well. They captured one of their lead uh, information officers too. So it was a stunning, successful day for the U.S. military yesterday. And when you watch, when you watch the reaction, and I, I said this at the time, although I don't think it was as vociferous as what we're seeing now, but at the time when there were people in conservative media that didn't want to give Osama or didn't want to give uh, Barack Obama credit for being commander in chief, uh, the killing of Osama bin Laden, don't you understand that our criticisms get more credibility? when we give credit when it is obviously due, okay? When you call balls and strikes. Yes. And this was some, This is something all of us as a country should have celebrated. And instead, because it was Trump at the helm, you could almost predict this. We could have wrote the script. We knew what was going to happen. Uh, right away, he would be it'd just be the target again. And you're right. That's where, all of a sudden, this credibility for the news loses all validity. So... When you have a situation, I thought his messaging yesterday, I thought it was the best day of his presidency, period. Or at least certainly since uh, the, the speech that he gave in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, more than two years ago. I thought his messaging was right on the money. I, I mean, the humiliation aspect, that's exactly the right messaging for that part of the world. You've traveled mm -hmm. extensively in that part of the world. And I, I just, you know, I've studied that part of the world extensively. Why? Well, because we're a biblical worldview show, and that is that part of the world is the axis, the vort, you know, it is you the bet. it's the plumb line of, of of a biblical worldview. That is that is an honor based culture. You're not you're not in you're you're pointing out there's no honor in humiliating yourself by wetting yourself like that when the enemy shows up. That's exactly I think how to relate to those uh, to to that worldview, and and to see the way um, you know austere religious leader, uh, and I joked a few minutes ago, Judas Iscariot, noted silver trader. I mean I mean I mean this was this this goes beyond partisanship now. 
And we're, 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 you're into just flat out propaganda. And that leads to a two, to two questions I want to ask you. Number one, polls are showing an increasing amount of Americans believe we're heading to a divorce here. Uh, is, is, is this a sign of that? Or are we overestimating how embedded this notion is outside of the media leftist uh, industrial complex in places like Washington, D.C., like with the baseball game last night, New York, et cetera? Are we, are we overestimating this or is this really where the left in America is? What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's definitely a danger sign. And we've been warned about this from the founders. You know, we will not be taken down from the outside, but from the inside. And when our partisanship leads us to a place to where the other side can do absolutely no good, they never have a thought that's worth considering, they never have an action that's worth applauding, that's a problem. Because that that now says we're not Americans Nate, first. Nate Silver, I, I don't know if you know this, because sure? you weren't in the studio yet when yep. I mentioned this last segment. Nate Silver, the left-wing... Uh, analytics guy at mm-hmm. 538 he is trending number one worldwide on twitter right now still i just checked before the break or during the break and the reason why is because he dared to go on twitter and say that he finds it appalling that the american people cannot unite behind the killing of one of the worst killers it is on appalling. Planet Earth. and and he's getting trashed so he's not trending because a whole bunch of people are like yeah i agree with you yeah. he's getting trashed by lefties on twitter because you're saying, supposed to be one of us yes yes a- yeah, absolutely so yeah. you're leaving our team in the dust while you're saying yep. you know we should be applauding this right that that to me is the danger sign and and it goes both ways but if it's one of those things where the other side never has a valid argument never has a valid action never has a valid reason to be like you know i'm applauding you for this then you just don't see them as a countryman you, at that point you, right? you're no longer an american because i'm with you we're, we're united yes. by being an american yeah i agree i i agree with you i mean to me then that that washington nationals houston astros game is essentially like when when we play france and soccer or hockey you know there's there's some cultural similarities there and and we might have some uh, and it, because and, and therefore we might have some of the same enemies, but we all we recognize that's a separate country. Sure. And I think when you're when you're booing your own president on on a day that this is the biggest news in the world, and your and or, or and, and your media is concerned that um, well he didn't he didn't say this to anybody in Congress. Well, looking at it now, by the way, there's footage out there from two years ago showing one of the highest ranking guys at CENCOM pointing out. That they had, they could have gotten this guy back in uh, in 2017. He said this on camera. Mm. We had this guy, and then it got leaked to the media, and we lost him. And so the only reason this guy has been alive for the last two years is of a leak. Because of a leak. Otherwise, we would have gotten this guy two years ago. Who knows how many people he's killed or been responsible for killing in the two years since this leak? But if if we're going to say we're going to that we're gonna, we have to impeach a president, not because he's giving taxpayer money to Ukraine, but because he took it away. Not because he's exposing the fact Joe and Hunter Biden are a bunch of corruptocrat, corporatist uh, whores, uh, but because he dared to do so while he, because while Joe Biden was running for president, and therefore uh, he's immune to you know uh, any form of an ethics probe. If 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 those are your opponents, you really do you really if you really believe they would not have leaked this in the hopes of crap? We can't let Trump get this guy. It's going to help his reelect. Uh, uh, listen, uh, of course they would. 
Of course, that was the absolute right thing to do was to not let anybody else know. And and that's why they're pissed because they know it too. Because they would have leaked this, I believe, as a way to undermine them. I don't think there's yeah. any question about that. No, you see, and, and, but now they've been exposed as well because you're right. And Trump was right. The reason I didn't let Pelosi know or others know, this place leaks like a sieve. And there's no way I was going to give the guy the out again. So therefore, I, I didn't leak it. But the cover's exposed because with Ukraine... They can give a narrative that Americans go, hey, I at least want to hear more about that. With Biden, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Even though I agree with you, Stephen, you know, this is just a deal about how can I take down Trump in the quickest, fastest way that 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 is possible. But now we get to a thing where we should all celebrate. I told you guys right before we came on air, Darla and I and a group of 20 other couples, uh, we're leading a delegation to Israel. What's one of the biggest fears when you go into Israel is Iran. And the prop, the propping up of ISIS. So when you take out a leader, you're going, yes. And it also sends a message that when you travel internationally, when you are an American, it still means something. Mm -hmm. If you mess with us, you mess with the United States of America. But if we can't even come together on something like this, all of a sudden that cover's gone when you're traveling internationally as well. So this is now the part of the show that will frustrate some of you that are cheering right now. Okay, because we are a show of biblical worldview, and it's a double-edged sword, right? Sure. Um, let's put the shoe on the other foot. Barack Obama's president right now. It's uh, the and, and let's take Bin Laden out because he's enemy of the state number one. Yep. All right, and let's be, and that might be a unique circumstance. A lot of people didn't know who Al Baghdadi was until yesterday, for yep. example. All right, but let's say an, another noted enemy of the state at his direction is is killed by U.S. military in a highly successful operation that came back with no casualties and inflicted the mass amount of casualties on the enemy at the exact same time. And he shows up, it's this exact same World Series, Washington Nationals and Houston Astros. But this time we're in Texas. And he goes down to the game uh, to cheer on the hometown Washington Nationals and he shows up there as president of the United States in red state, Texas. Does he get booed like Trump got booed last night? What do you think? I sure hope not. And, and, I, and I mean that sincerely. I, I remember I was driving to Des Moines from Sioux City when I heard that bin Laden was captured and killed. I remember cheering in the car. You know, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't matter who was commander in chief at that time. The fact is we just had a big win. Applaud, applauding Trump? At the Nationals game last night, would have been, I'm applauding America, okay? Booing Trump is, I'd rather have America, you know, suffer and have ISIS get a stronger hold as long as Trump goes away. That's a problem. To me, that, that just shows, shows a divisiveness that is not healthy for this country. But you and, we all have people that we know, care about, and our friends and family sure. groups that are Democrats. They're going to point out, hey, remember when Barack Obama got elected and, and Rush Limbaugh said, I hope he fails? You guys weren't offended by that. Why is this any different? That's the comeback. Sure. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm asking that question. Well, first of all, I think I was offended by that. And the other part of it is, Steve, is I think with Barack Obama, there's plenty of times I talked about how his policies were disastrous for the American family. However, he and Michelle also modeled raising two kids in the White House with, a, at least from my point of view, a level of statesmanship and a, and a level of parent that would be honoring to parents. I thought it was a good model, at least for us to look at. So here's, at that point. here's why I'm asking this question. And it, this isn't an attempt to be above it all or anything sure. of that nature. 
I think there's two strategies, different strategies to pursue going forward. If, if the division is comprehensive at this level, that is one strategy. And then if it's divisive, but the division on one end is at this level, is the meaning that one side is far, it has far more animus for the other at this sure. level than the other does. Then I think another strategy is, is pursued. And I think that's why I'm asking this question, because I think we need to know the answer to that. Because if it's just we vehemently disagree with them and want to defeat them in the arena of ideas, but we just simply can't bring ourselves to detest the left at the level that they detest us, then I think that re that will require one tactical set of actions to combat. Mm -hmm. But if but if the if the answer is yeah, I think if Barack Obama had showed up, you know, uh, at uh, at Minute Maid Park in Houston last night, the and after killing Baghdadi on his watch. And I, on that very same day, I think he'd have gotten booed by those deep red state Texans at the exact same time. I think that's another course of action to take. So I'm not so much trying to draw, a, 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 I'm not trying to stake out any kind of moral middle ground or even high ground here. I'm, I'm observationally asking, because I think which of the, the answer to that question determines where we go from here as a country in the future. Well, first of all, I, as I'll say it again. I don't believe Obama would be treated last night like Trump was treated. Now, does that mean because we were at a different place in time four years ago as a country as we are today? Mm -hmm. Or is Trump just has that – he's poked the bear in the eye enough times with tweets, with comments, with whatever, that no matter what you do, I want to take you down. Because believe me, there, there can be some of that as well. For us, though, with a Christian worldview, I do think we should call it to a higher ground. Because we're called to pray for our leaders, not just our leaders who agree with us. You're called to pray for your leaders. And I think we are, are called to cheer them on when they do stuff that is right, in accordance to the scriptures, according to, uh, to God's law, as well as uh, for the betterment of the country. But we're also responsible to hold them to account when they go outside the bounds. I don't think that changes if it's Barack Obama or Donald Trump. And when it does change, because it's one party in power or the other party in power, now I think we need to look at the mirror and say, who are we? I think when you when you can't give a guy a clear win that he's owed, the honor that he is owed, and and you face plant in trying to mitigate it or take it away in public with no self-awareness whatsoever, because the risk of humiliating yourself doesn't is 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 dwarfed by your disdain for giving uh Team USA the win here because mm -hmm. of who it's who it's who its leader is at the moment. I think that that is pretty clear that on the other side there, there's an existential cliff they have crossed and aren't coming back. I think the question is how many other people who they disagree with us politically that are more liberal than us, are they taken there with them? So let okay. me ask you a question. We get to the next debate. You mm -hmm. have Elizabeth Warren, you have, you have Joe Biden, you even have Pete Buttigieg. And you're the moderator and you ask them that question. America had a clear win on October 27th. Uh, what, 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 what I think Pete Buttigieg what, will attempt to do as a former veteran is he's trying to run up the middle now. He's trying to replace sure. Joe Biden as the centrist candidate in the race. Okay, And so I think he's going to try to have some form and believing because I'm a gay man, I can get away with it like yep. getting booed. Elizabeth Warren is going to thank everybody other than Donald Trump. Okay, So, so what is and, it? What, and Joe Biden will look very painful trying to articulate anything. I think we can guarantee that's what's going to happen. So let's just micro it in then on Elizabeth Warren. What does Elizabeth Warren say? And is that the reflection of that side of America? 
in regards to I don't care what he does. I think he that's a reflection of her base go. for sure. For sure. And they will applaud it. Okay. And all the people trashing Nate Silver right now are going to are going to wave palm branches at her for doing it. What we don't know is how much of that is the Democratic Party as a whole? How much of that is everybody that disagrees with us on Obamacare? Everybody that disagrees with us on gay marriage? Everybody that disagrees with us on immigration policy? How much of that's the question we don't know the answer to? Well, well the reason I, I go to that, Steve, because you go back yeah, to about a minute, yeah, yeah, we go back to the third debate with Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump. This is after the Billy Bush tapes. And yet it was Hillary Clinton talking about that we need to appoint Supreme Court justices that know how America works. You know, we need to have this evolving standard, all that. And I think America says that's a bridge too far. So therefore, they elect Donald Trump. Does this, which I believe it will, does this, when when played right or at least exposed right, does this have a, a boomerang effect on them? And it goes to benefit Trump because we're exposing what you're really about. You either have this country fail so Trump can go down versus have this country succeed. All right, great stuff. We're going to continue this conversation next hour. I'm going to invite you to take part in it. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Bob, we'll see you again next week, man. Take care. All right, take care. All right, we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Next. Hey, we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve, Todd, and Aaron. And we'd like to get to know you a little bit better as well. Phone lines are open. It is your turn. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. The question this week for our Monday Town Hall. If the situation was reversed and it was a Democrat president like, say, Obama, and he had gone to a red state like Texas for the Nats-Astros game, but it was down at Minute Maid Park in Houston instead. Would a deep red state have booed their divisive Democrat commander-in-chief on the day that he, uh, I guess we could call it led, because he's the commander-in-chief, but he wasn't in uniform. How about ordered? Gave the, gave the order for a highly successful operation that killed one of the primary enemies of the United States. What say you? 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. And this portion of our town hall this week brought to you by Rid Your Zone. If you're struggling to get your calorie count under control so you can start getting your weight back to where you'd like it to be, it's because your body was made to crave and conserve calories. That's why it's always easier to put on weight than take it off, okay? So what do you do about that? Well, the good news is your creator put a little molecule in your body called OEA, what it's supposed to do when you're living right is send a signal from your brain or from your belly to your brain to let the brain know when you're full and then the brain does its hormonal and metabolic thing from there. Unfortunately, we've just ignored it for too long. That's how we got overweight in the first place and that's where Riduzone comes in. All it wants to do is boost your OEA with more OEA. That is all that it is. It's not loaded with chemicals, stimulants, additives, fillers, preservatives, uh, caffeine. It's just OEA. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan-friendly, and gluten-free. If you want to see if this might be what can help you get your portion sizes and cravings under control, give it a shot. Riduzone.com is the website. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Use my name, Steve, as a promo code. They give you 30% off a three-month supply. All right, Riduzone.com. So, gentlemen, the question on the table, if the situation was reversed... 
Would we see Fox News doing? And let's hey, you know what? Let's be self-aware because right now we're sitting on the second biggest platform in conservative media behind Fox, right? Is Blaze TV? So, and and the Blaze and all of our various um, you know out uh, entities, outlets, and entities here. So we'll throw the Blaze in there. Let's be self. Let's be self-aware. Okay. Would we see the Blaze and Fox News doing what we've seen MSNBC and the Sunday morning shows doing yesterday? Attacking Obama for not uh, giving a heads up to the Republican speaker. You know, uh, he didn't he didn't serve. It doesn't make a difference. We don't like his messaging. Would we have seen some of that? Or would we or in addition to if the game was reversed it was nats astros but it was down at minute maid park and the democratic president who ordered the operation goes down to deep red state texas does he get booed at minute maid park because people are like hey you're still the guy that's trying to sue the uh, nuns to, to pay for abortions and telling me to bake the cake bigot man screw you i'm not giving you any credit would that guy get booed so if the, everything is the same we just put the one shoe on the other foot. Do we get the same result? Todd, what do you think? Largely, no. We, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think there is a level of uh, America, baby, that it would rest in the hearts of most people, both within uh, that uh, Houston stadium uh, and here, certainly at the Blaze, that it would just be thankful uh, for what was done. But I can't say, I think there might be pockets in both places that would have some sort of, yeah, but. I, I mean, I, I just think that's the, that's the point of the Venn diagram. I, it, there's just so little overlap right now. Nerves are so raw. I don't think some people could resist, but I don't, I, I think that would be the minority. Aaron, what do you think? Largely echo what Todd says. I do think that there is still very much an element of, uh, hey, uh, we love America. See, the, one of the earmarks or hallmarks, I should say, of uh, progressivism is hatred of the other and of, of tearing down any symbols of what was. It's iconoclasm at its, at its very, very uh, root. And so... Um, that is, uh, if something, again, it's, it's a cult. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, and, and I think largely it would not be the same as what we said. If the shoe was on the other foot, it would not be the same as what we saw yesterday. And I can say that with a, a great degree of confidence because I didn't see this when, um, um, I'm sorry, Osama bin Laden was killed. I didn't see that from the right. I'm sure there was, it was there in pockets. I do remember listening, I, I believe, to you, because I wasn't working for you yet. I do believe I remember listening to you. And I think one of the first things you said the day after it was announced is this is one of the best moments of, of Obama's presidency. I know I heard other commentators say from the right say that as well. So I, I, I don't think there's very much of, of a question that it would not be what we saw yesterday. If, if I'm wrong and it would be potentially worse, something closer to what happened to Trump— Here's one reason that might be how many people, because of how the press prioritizes what it's going to talk about and how it's going to talk about it, how many people in Houston would have even known who al-Baghdadi was? Mm -hmm. I think that just a level of ignorance, um, 
even though, yeah, a terrorist killed, I, I think still goes in the direction of my initial point. But if 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 that kind of sort of blaseness about life in general, and I just don't want to be bothered, uh, that that could be overcome even more by hatred. Well, the degree to hatred of the other has taken over our side, and you talk about all the time your level of concern about that infiltrating our side. Yeah, we've pushed back on that on a consistent yes. basis on this show yes. the last few years. What do you think? 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. So I went back and I found there, there, the Washington Post ran an article over the weekend. Now, this is the Washington Post. So literally everything in there could literally, could, could, none of this could be true. Like none of it could be. It might okay. even be likely it's not true. It's quite possible it's not. That being said, this is the messaging they're giving to their, uh, the left America. So that's, that's why I think it's valuable. This, so I want to share this with you, not so much with the intent of changing your mind or swaying it one way or the other, but so that it, it, to the benefit to know how your competitor slash enemy thinks, okay? So they've got a moral equivalency article that they put up over at the Washington Post titled, All of the Times Trump Has Refused to Give Obama Credit for the Osama bin Laden raid. I want to be, pick it up in this, in this portion. And I'm quoting, I'm just going to read to you directly from the article, okay? But eight years ago, Trump was highly critical of what he described as President Barack Obama's undeserved bragging about the killing of al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden. Trump spent months insisting that Obama did not deserve credit for the May 2011 raid that ended with, Obama, or with bin Laden's death. In a December 2011 CNN interview about the 2012 presidential candidates, Trump repeatedly rejected Wolf Blitzer's statement crediting Obama for bin Laden's death. Quote, but anybody sitting in the office, Wolf, would have. I keep hearing but about, oh, bin Laden, the military did an incredible job, and they called and they said, we have him, and he said, go get him. What's he going to say? Don't get him? And he gets all this credit. It's a lot of crap, unquote. Trump returned to that grievance multiple times. In April of 2012, he tweeted an article that conservative commentator Ben Shapiro wrote for Breitbart, which claimed that Admiral William McRaven, not Obama, was the hero here. Above a link to the story, Trump wrote that Obama merely gave, quote, vague directions. And there is a copy of the actual tweet from 2012 that they're referencing in the article. Days later, Trump called into CNBC's Squawk Box to talk about Rupert Murdoch the White House Correspondents' Dinner, his disdain for wind farms, and Obama's use of bin Laden's death in his re-election campaign. Trump said the then-president had to, quote, use whatever he can use uh, because he can't use the economy, unquote. Trump suggested that the Obama administration should have known of bin Laden's whereabouts years before, then added that anyone in Obama's position would have been able to do what he did. Quote, any president sitting there when the generals come in and say we have him, who's going to say, oh, let's leave him alone? No person that I know of. Unquote. In August 2012, Trump tweeted more criticism of Obama's handling of the bin Laden matter, this time suggesting that he was using the al-Qaeda leader's death for his own benefit. And there is a copy of, of the tweet there, and he literally says he's just using this for his benefit. And Trump again insisted in October of that year that Obama was not deserving of credit on that front, writing in a tweet that the praise should instead go to, quote, our brave military and intelligence officers. And there is a copy of that uh, tweet. So that there's this goes on and on. I, I, you know, they want to make a point here, okay? And so they've literally gotten every comment Trump has ever made uh, about uh, Obama and Bin Laden 
in, in virtually every forum from his own tweets, which they've shared uh, and, and transcripts. They clearly want to make a point. They want to justify what, what's going on, what was going on yesterday. Okay. How does that change, if at all, the original answers that you guys gave? Aaron, that's I'll start with you this time. That's shifting the goalposts in my mind, isn't it? Because what we're talking about here is, is, is America unified? Should America be unified? Uh, like Nate Silver was talking about and is just getting pilloried for this morning, talking about how w- this should be a unifying moment, that we got a bad guy. America got a bad guy. That's the number one priority here. America killed a bad guy. Number two priority, maybe who gets the credit for what? I mean, that's that. That's I think the main question here is: Should America be uh, u- united? Shifting the goalposts to me. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Shifting the goalposts to me say it, it just means um, you know what we're going to talk about. How Trump said this about Barack Obama to give us cover for right. for trashing him and not being unified. It's what aboutism yes. clearly. Yes. It, it, but it doesn't mean that it's not that they made it up, though, either. But it's but it's intentionally whataboutism. Todd, I'll get to you in a second. Let's go to the phones. 888-900-3393. Let's go up to Minnesota first to start things off. Rose, welcome to The Blaze. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Thank if the shoe you. was on the other foot, what do you think the reaction would be? I 100% say we would not be booing them. The, the left wants to blame Trump for the way they react to everything. We, as conservatives, give credit where credit is due. When Obama was in office, I agreed with very little that he did. But when he had a win, he had a win. I'm an American. We all had a win. The left, they'll say, oh, he, he's such a terrible guy. I have to boom. You are in charge of the way you react to things. They have to be called out for the way that they treat our president, which is sinful. All right. Thank you, Rose. Appreciate the phone call. You agree or disagree with Rose? 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Let's go, let's go to Iowa first here in the order, if we could. Give the home team uh, a, a, a benefit. Tim, welcome. You're calling from around the way here in Iowa. If the shoe was on the other foot, how would a World Series crowd in Texas have reacted to a Democrat president the day that um, an operation he ordered to kill an enemy of the state was successful? How do you think conservative, prominent conservative media like a like a Blaze or a, a Fox News would have responded? What do you think? Well, I think in order to frame it, I guess a little more correctly for me, I think you've got to put uh, somebody like Bill Clinton in that role. I think uh, the media, uh, the mainstream media, did a pretty successful job of, of telling everybody that disagreed with any of Obama's politics that you were a racist, and I don't think anybody wanted to be associated with that. So, um, and you know, a lot of people did give credit where credit was due uh, with Obama, but in just regards to the baseball game, if it, if it would have been Bill Clinton standing there. Um, you're always going to get a smattering of booze because there's always there's disrespect on both sides to a certain extent, but it wouldn't have been the va- the the smattering of booze I think would have been drowned out by the applause yet still even in Texas for Bill Clinton. Huh. Okay, why why do you think Bill Clinton is, is needs to be the comparison here and not not Barack Obama? Why? Because I like I said I think the media did a really good job. Of browbeating everybody into uh, if you disagree with this president's politics, you're a racist, and no nobody wants to be thought of as a racist. 
You thought you, so. You thought the right went soft on Barack Obama. I don't think that. So if you're talking, I, if you're talking about in the setting of a stadium, I think people on camera, the vast majority of them, the average Joe Blow out, wouldn't want to be put on national television as shaking their fist and booing at that president. Okay. Now, if you're talking okay. about conservative radio, no, they didn't go soft on Obama. Conservative radio didn't go soft on Obama, no. But if we're talking about the setting of the baseball game, it for sure definitely wouldn't have been a vast majority of boos for Obama. No way. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tim, for the phone call. By the way, the, 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 the folks over there, the Washington National fans booed Obama on opening day 2012. Just for different reasons, uh, yeah, because he, he put on a White Sox cap yeah. when he came out there to throw out the first pitch on opening day. <laughs> Speaking of a lack of self-awareness, 888-900-3393. Let's go to our good friend, uh, Susan in Rhode Island next. Susan, welcome uh, to the blaze. What do you think? If the situation was reversed, how do you think a crowd in Texas would have reacted? Well, first of all, I want to say good afternoon or good morning, probably still for you, all three of you. And I love all three of you. Thank you for all that you do. And God Thank you. bless you all and keep you safe. Keep you safe. Because you tell well, we it like it that. is. And you need, you need the cloak of God's safety around you. Because you tell it like it is. And I love it. Uh, my opinion, all you have to do is put on the wall the election map of 2016 after the election. All the red states, I don't care what stadium it would be. Obama would have been cheered. That whole issue of getting Osama bin Laden, how long it took, how many lives were lost over it, a war that was, it became unpopular and turned a president that had a high popularity rating after 9-11, George W. Bush, into being almost as hated as Donald Trump is today. Mm-hmm. And we get this man... We all were happy that we got this man. We didn't see any disrespect. You know, the whole eight years Obama was in office, the, the time of the Tea Party, the time of the 912 Project, he was always treated with respect. There were never any of the kind of shenanigans you're seeing. No, you today. sure? Because, there, I mean, my Facebook feed, and, and, and the other side's going to point this out, all the birther conspiracies, the, the, the memes with him wearing a turban with a cigarette dangling out of his mouth, the Joker memes, and I shared a few of those myself, they're gonna, they're, there's all kinds of times they're, they're going to point out that they think he was not treated with respect, Susan. That's true. But in that, you're talking about that particular setting, but, but more of a corporate public reason. setting like that would be different. Yeah, I hear you. Absolutely, okay. because it'd be about America. And all the red areas of that map would not boo him. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Susan, for the phone call. Todd, you've been patient, waiting your turn. What do you think? Well, I want to answer your reset. My decision, my evaluation of this would not change because uh, of the story you shared about what Trump said, uh, apparently said back in the past about killing Osama bin Laden. I want to address that because these are the thoughts that were going uh, through my head, and I speak only for myself. A, even if you're the most ardent Trump supporter, those quotes should be utterly believable. I have no problem believing he said any of those things. We should go back and make sure, because your premise, of course, and no one's more jaded about the press than me. Could some of it be made up, blown out of context? Of course. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they photo if they, if they just... 
literally created that, the tweets wait, out of thin we're air. At that point. But but would it shock me that he said those things at the same time? Oh, no. Like you said, of course not. No. No. And therefore, it is if he did, it's entirely fair uh, to bring that up. And while I watch that speech about Donald Trump, here's one of the, and I already mentioned the frustrating thing about uh, one of the frustrating things about him. But we don't see this level of. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this game, and this is how we're gonna do it. And I will not take a no for an answer. Uh, you don't see that more broadly, but because of that, also uh, this only highlighted all the more for me. I worry that Donald Trump is so about him, and this is not new analysis on this show. That although we get this win for him, and it's from him as a country, and this is purely perhaps purely transactional, but this to him more than killing the bad guy is. He's just got a bucket list. I, I, I'm saying this again for me, and that you see that level of rancor against a, a Barack Obama, if it's all true, which I think is inappropriate because I was cheerleading for a, a Obama for killing Osama bin Laden, that this, it, the most important thing for Donald Trump was just being cool like Barack Obama, and he could say, I got the big-time terrorist just like he did. And I don't think anybody, that if you're being honest with yourself about the psyche of Donald Trump, I, I, I don't know how you don't have that question mark on your head. And again, that's frustrating, not because I can think I, the messaging I, on the specific tell point... Tell me why that's relevant to this particular conversation. Well, it's not really relevant about. because it's just such, it's such a haphazard presidency. We just can't... We got something, and it's a huge win, and it's undeniable. Um, but then that's... It's why. It's, it, it plays into the booing. Uh, uh, perhaps why it happens. Because there has not been... And, and and I don't know that booing would have happened in year one of this presidency, but now that's an interesting question. Okay, three years in though, people are that, that, just frustrated. That that's an that is an interesting question. I mean, I, I I I've seen stuff from people who said, "Hey, it helped him last night." I I think if you liked Donald Trump going into last night and you saw him getting booed, it reinforced why you like him. And if you don't like him, I think it reinforced why you don't. And if you're if 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 you want this to just end. Because you're frustrated mm-hmm. with the rancor, it reinforced your frustration. And if you're like, you know what, man, these people who don't like him don't give him a chance. Um, you know, here he is. Do, we did something good, and we. You, if you felt that way going, in, I don't think it changed anybody's minds. I think it just, whichever one of these four camps I just itemized, I think you're still in those camps. Now, what I hear you doing is providing. I don't want to use the word excuse, a ration, a, a non strictly partisan rationale. Why there might have been some of those booze last night. But that's a similar sentiment to somebody who said, hey, man, you know what? You're trying to put uh, nuns, make nuns pay for abortions. You're telling me to bake the cake, bigot. You're lighting the White House yeah. up in a rainbow. Okay. Yeah. Screw you! I'm not. I'm not applauding you. Any president would have ordered the, the, the Bin Laden killing. I'm not giving you any credit for that. Isn't that a somewhat similar notion, though? Yeah, and I applaud him like you do. I can't take away from anything you said at the outset of his show. What I'm saying is, I think we got that just by accident, and America's interests happen to align with Donald Trump's id. And that's not a new notion on this show either. But it gets increasingly frustrating for me. I can't. I I can't depend on that. I need more. The entire country needs more. Let's go to Wes in Oklahoma. Wes, welcome to the Blaze. What are your thoughts? Go ahead, Wes. Uh, for, thank you for letting me on, and uh, I'm sorry if I parrot anything that's already been said, but I'd like to use history a little bit. Uh, George W. went into office. The, the left was uh, vocal, violent, and vile. When 
President Obama was elected, if we said anything, they were vocal, violent, and vile. And they have continued to do that. And I don't, I know there are people on the right that, that are also vocal, violent, and vile, but uh, especially vocal. I think we're more vocal. We're not, I don't think we're near as vile, even though some probably get close, uh, and not near the violence. So I, I believe that it, like when, when uh, Obama, or uh, when President Obama got Osama bin Laden, uh, I cheered for the country. I didn't care who the quarterback was or the coach. I cheered for the country, for the world. You know, and that's the way I see this, too. I, I hope that if that would have been in Texas, my neighbor state, second favorite state, that there would have been cheers if it had been Obama. And, uh, okay. If I, could, if I could, could I... Could I, could I uh, um, say something about something Aaron said earlier, quickly. Sure. Yeah. Aaron, with all that education and all them big words you got, you used the word poop. <laughs> you just Aww. saved me a tweet. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes big words don't uh, don't do a situation justice, yeah. and, and plainer words do. 888 900 3393. I want to reset why I'm asking this. Okay. I'm I am fully of the belief the country is in a cold civil war, and we've been telling you that for months. And now other people are saying it, but we were telling you this many, many moons ago. Okay. So this is not, I'm not trying to find um some third way. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, during the um, during the actual civil war that we had. There were a group of people who thought um, northern aggression was bad. Having a draft was bad. Suspending habeas corpus was bad. So they didn't want to fight for Abe Lincoln. While they opposed slavery at the exact same time from the South. And I'm trying to remember what they were called. The copperheads. Copperheads. Thank you. Is what I was referring. Yeah. All right. I'm not trying to copperhead this. Okay. Um, doesn't mean that I wouldn't try to do that, say, in the future. I have no idea. I, I mean, if, 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 you're go- if we're going to debase ourselves completely in opposition to debasing, I could see myself being a, a 21st century copperhead in that scenario. I don't think we're there yet, but I think there's, a, there's an a emerging chorus on the right that wants that to happen. On one hand, it's good for clicks, and on the other hand, it justifies never having to be accountable in your own uniform because there's always a victim, somebody to blame. Uh, that, that why you had to, you know, it's like Dave Dace. Well, you know, if you hadn't talked back to me, I wouldn't have to punch you again. That kind of stuff, you know. Um, but I'm not there yet, and when I get there, I'll tell you. If I'm trying to copperhead the situation, I'll tell you. Okay, I'm not there. So I need to, you need to know why I'm asking this. If if we think this is this level of animosity is comprehensive, then I think you're dealing with a different level of existential combat in the arena of ideas at that point. If we think that the animosity is more geared on one side than the other, and animosity is not the same as ideological, deep-driven ideological disagreement, that's when it gets personal, Okay. If we think it's personal more on one side than the other, then that requires a different tactic. That's where triangulation may matter. And that's where you may find people like those that donated to the young man's cause here in Iowa that the Des Moines Register tried to trash. That's 
That's where you may find people that are like, hey, man, I can't stand Donald Trump. But the NBA siding with the Shycoms over freedom of speech in America is, you know, douche-tastic. I'm not signing up for it. See, that's, that is where, now, now I am operating under the presumption that I, that I think the left's, that left's level of animosity is not comprehensive of everybody that disagrees with us. I could be wrong about that. But I don't see it when I travel around places like Iowa and places like that. I don't, I don't run into people unless they are deeply embedded cultically in that level of the left. I don't see people who just assume because I have a different viewpoint than them, I am a, I'm just a terrible person not worthy of consideration. I don't see that in Iowa. But, but that's, that requires a different tactic where now you, you may not have to burn the village to save it. Now you can practice a level of isolation and triangulation by pitting a bunch of people who may not agree with you on, a, on, on various issues, but disagree with this level of insanity where they may align with you realizing if we let this take root in the country, this whole thing that's been a huge blessing to us and a lot of people around the country called America, it's over. This, ha- this cannot stand. I guess what I'm trying to say is, are there more Clay Travis types out there? If, if there's more Clay Travises than we think, then I think you pursue one set of strategies. But if it's comprehensive now, that, that even on our side now, we're like, I, I cannot abide sharing a country with people who think that, um, uh, you know, killing babies is great and taking away my Second Amendment freedoms is fine. I just, I can't do it. Okay. I'm not even arguing against that viewpoint. I'm just saying that conclusion, then we're beyond trying to find commonalities with the Clay Travises of the world. And we're just all in then worldview steel cage match. One side wins and the other loses. I, that's why I think this question is important, gentlemen. Your thoughts on that? Well, the latter, that's the, the Aragorn solution. Offer them no mercy because none will mm-hmm. be shown to you. And let's we're if we're not already there, and on some days, on some issues, I we're think there we, with these leftists. Yeah, we're yeah, there yeah, with them. Yeah. How many of them are right. there? That's the question. How many of them are in your Democrat state legislature in 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 Idaho? How many of them are in your Democrat yeah. state the, legislature in West what, Virginia? Whatever That's the that question. answer is, the answer for them to win a culture does not require them to be anything close to the majority. Because they keep they they the march of the institutions has happened without a majority. They've just had the majority, not even necessarily in those institutions, but in the power centers of those institutions. But we just showed in Iowa over a case or two of Bush Light that that unifying with the Clay Travis type of people out there can we can punk those folks. That's why I think we need to know the answer to this question in terms of the strategy we pursue going forward. More on this here in a moment. Stay tuned. When you have the opportunity to do so, um, take advantage of doing business with companies that support your values and your causes. Doesn't mean take a substandard product, although you're welcome to do that if you want, but I wouldn't necessarily pitch you on those grounds. But if you can get virtually the exact same thing, you'd get somewhere else. But with somebody that won't use the money you give them against you in the arena of ideas, why wouldn't you do that? You know, you have to pretty much all have a mobile phone in this day and age here in America. That's why you want to check out Patriot Mobile, the only veteran-led conservative mobile phone company out there, virtually the exact same network 
In fact, all of the mobile phone networks are virtually the same nowadays. They're all within a percent or two of each other in terms of their comprehensive nationwide coverage. So you might have some places in some parts of the country where, uh, you know, network A is better than network B, but, you know, comprehensively across the country, they're virtually all the same. And with plans starting as low as $25 a month, why not make the switch right now? Did you know Patriot Mobile's given a couple of million dollars of, of their profits in, in the last few years to conservative values and causes? And right now you get free activation and up to two lines when you use the offer code blaze as well free activation on up to two lines when you use the offer code blaze just go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze that's patriotmobile.com slash blaze take advantage of that offer let's go back to the phones 888-933-93 as our monday town hall topic continues let's go to one of the key swing states in the country Dave, you're in Ohio. What do you think about our question, Dave? Shoe on the other foot. Everything's the same, but it's Barack Obama, with after killing a major enemy of the state, showing up at a major sporting event in a red state. Instead, does he get cheered or booed like Trump was booed last night in D.C.? What do you think? Well, I don't think he would get booed because uh, most of the people in the red states respect the office regardless if they like the person in it. And uh, that's what I look at. But uh, the idea of what you were talking about and what I wanted to say is that you, you're talking about there's no compromise. The extremes on both ends, you're not looking at it from the right perspective. because I did not say there's no compromise with the extreme on both ends, and I don't know that you'll ever hear me ever say something like that. I've never okay, said that's well, not what I'm saying. The idea that you want people to compromise. No, I never and said I the word compromise. That's not what I said. I didn't even okay. say that word. You know when you're going to want to know I want you to compromise, Dave? I'll say I think we should compromise. That's not what I, let me but, but just to be just to be fair to you, let me reset what I was saying. To me there's okay. there's there there that either a the the cultural divisions are so hardened now that on our side we're like that guy would put me in prison for not baking a cake for a gay wedding and wants to sue nuns and sue the Supreme Court. So hell no, I'm not standing and cheering for him. If that's the case, that requires one strategy. If it's the case, though, that while we may disagree with them ideologically on the left, their level of personal animus is far worse. Well, then I think it takes than, than we have for them. Then I think there is another option where there is a group of people out there who may not uh, agree with us on the issues, but agree that what the left, what this new left wants to do is going to be the end of America, and they would be willing to unite with us for the sake of sanity. That's what I was referring to. Okay. In that case, it still comes out the same way that I think, is that you've got to look at it this way. You have communist, capitalist, and phony capitalists. And that explains basically what you're talking about. You're not going to get that. And in the communist uh, way of uh, seeing things, it's my way or no way, or my way or no way. I agree. I agree. And with the capitalists, it is what can you do and how much, how is it going to be beneficial to me? And with uh -huh. those two, and then you've got the ones in the center that are there just for the money. You know, mm -hmm. uh, what did Ryan get when he left? He had $22 million in his remote retirement account was it who's that I you're mean, talking about i missed that i was tim ryan the, the the head of the house oh you mean the congress you mean the guy who just uh are you, are we, are we, the congressman tim ryan when he left the presidential election yeah. you're talking about when he quit the race no okay. when he retired 
not 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 Tim no. Ryan, the Democrat, the head of the uh, House when uh, the uh, Republicans had it. You talking about John Boehner? No, on, on it, do, it doesn't matter. Just finish finish your point. It doesn't matter. Okay. Finish your point. He had he had millions and millions of dollars, but yet he was only a congressman. He was making one hundred and sixty seven thousand, one hundred fifty thousand, which would be impossible for the normal person to get. He was a person who was there for the money, basically. And you've got mm-hmm. people in the house in the Senate who they're just for the money. And that's proven by the way they where if you had insider information on stock, you go to jail. But for the longest time, the Senate was doing that, and they were exempt from that. They got caught, so now they can't do it, or they're not supposed to do it. And that's what you've got with uh, with um, Hunter. I think I know where you're at, Dave. Thanks for the call. The, 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 the question comes down to how many of those communists are there. That's the question then. Okay? Is, is, is the, is, it, it, you live in, I'll pick a college town in West Virginia, because college towns are typically more liberal, right? Morgantown, West Virginia, where the University of West Virginia is at, all right? Is, is your Democrat, if you got a Democrat state legislator that, if, that represents you in Morgantown, West Virginia, are they a communist? Are they Gavin Newsom? If, if Boise, Idaho, Boise State University is there, is your Democrat state legislator in Boise, Idaho, Gavin Newsom? I don't know. I'm asking that question. See, here's, I'm going to try to break three, three or four thoughts down into a kind of a bite-sized chunk here. It's the 15% of counties that Hillary Clinton won mm-hmm. where those types of those communists are more likely to actually win office. Mm-hmm. All right, so those people, those progressives, those capital P progressives, Todd is great at at pointing this out all the time. They are everywhere. They are on your school board. They are in your community. It's much more likely, though, that they're going to get elected to um, to a higher office, whether that's in the state legislature or uh, you know in the United States Congress, in those fifteen percent of counties. However, that's a sword that cuts both ways, and I want to relate this to something I said about uh, Mayor Pete. He has a much better chance of racking up votes and coming up the middle in a place like Iowa, maybe Minnesota, uh, in, in those Democratic caucus and, uh, and uh, primary states than he does in southern states for one reason, because of what we talked about, the, the black vote. And then in those 15 percent of counties that Hillary Clinton won, because their base, those people who elect the communists, they don't want a mild mannered gay man. They want a flamboyant gay man who uh, spits fire about uh, the Bible and Christians all of the time. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yep, yep. So they are different. But it, again, it comes back down. How many of those communists are there? They're everywhere. There's a lot of them. How likely is it, though, that they're going to be in elected office, meaning the concentration of those communists? I think it's most concentrated in the 15 percent of counties, again, that Hillary Clinton won. Okay, and then I think that requires. Yeah, I agree with because what you're saying is, is, is Todd points out the worldview is systemic. Okay. But where, are, where is it humanly concentrated? Yes, in numbers. Okay, yeah. I mean, is the average Democrat state legislator in West Virginia on the air saying that if you won't bake a cake for a gay wedding, your business should be shut down? I doubt it. I highly doubt that. Is the average Democrat state legislator in South Dakota saying that? I highly doubt it. Okay? 
but but I could be wrong about that. And and I I just think we have to it's 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 foolish to underestimate the level of existential conflict and then I think it's foolish to overestimate it at the exact same time. Okay? We got a pretty good thing going here. East of Eden, this is the best thing that's been going in the human species. This thing called America. And I'm not a nationalist. I don't worship a government. I don't worship a state. I don't think we have some kind of birthright to remain exceptional forever. And I would argue we've lost some of our exceptionalism currently and are losing more of it as we speak in real time. But the history of the Christian faith interacting with societies, cultures, and governments show it can get a lot worse than bake the cake bigot. If you know what I'm saying, right? Know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can get a lot worse than than nasty memes, Bill Maher rants. It can get a lot worse than that. And I I just want to make sure before we say, all right, let's dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Are we sure there's not another strategy? That's all. Just a little just war theory thinking. That's all. Are we sure there's not another strategy that we don't have to, because they want that. These leftists we're talking about, they are, that's what they want. They want deconstruction. They're fine. They, 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 just, they just want it to burn. They don't care. They're not trying to preserve or conserve any of this. They're trying to end it all because they're opposed to it on a fundamental foundational level. How many of them, though, are there? If we provided a safe harbor passage for folks who, and, when I, and I don't think, I'm, I'm not changing my positions on healthcare or anything else for any of y'all, unless you can convince me I'm wrong. If you can convince me I'm wrong, I'll change my position. But I'm not changing my positions on anything to align with you. I just, I don't roll that way. If, I, if, if I've got enough things that you agree with me on that you'll align with me, cool. Or if there's enough other things that I, that I agree with you on that'll align with you, cool. But I'm not changing my position on anything to align with you, Okay. We either have common ground to align or we don't. I'm not changing my positions on something to create that common ground. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not yeah. stuck in okay. here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Yes. Yeah. So, is there an, are there enough Clay Travis types of people out there that we don't have to risk 1859 to stop this? Can we? Is there enough common sense? I'm pro-sanity out there to stop it that's the question really gonna make i want to make one comment and then i'm going to ask both of you a, a question if i can uh kind of a two-part two question i want to i want to say something i i am on the side of people who say i don't think there would have been booing i want to make something clear though if this if the tables had been turned if it was barack obama on this type of circumstance at an astros game in houston i don't necessarily think there would have been uh, a lot of cheering either I just don't think that there would be this visceral hatred of the other that I that's that's what I think we saw the other night. It wasn't booing because of the circumstances that Trump just announced the killing of one of the the largest uh you know largest uh, most uh, well-known terrorists in the world. Can I can because, I can I respond to that sure. before your question because I've not given my opinion on that the whole show. I'm not entirely I'm not nearly as optimistic as you guys are by the way on that question. Okay? But this would be the difference. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I've still got people emailing me Seth Rich's, you know, pretending they care about Seth Rich's death more than his parents do. Okay? That, and I, see that, I see that stuff on Twitter constantly, even now. Okay? Yes, 
random Fox News watcher who thinks Trump is Cheeto Jesus cares more about the death of Seth Rich than his parents. I mean, what, I mean, what a wonderful person you must be, okay? I, I, so I'm not as optimistic about that, particularly in this era of clickbait. We didn't have, clickbait was at its infancy when Obama was president. Now we're full-fledged there. I mean, can you only imagine what the, what, what the gateway pundits of the world would be? They'd oh, be yeah. trying to incite booing. In, in this situation. Well, you're okay? changing the forum. If you change the forum away from the baseball game, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. But here's where there would, here's, here is where there's a massive difference. We would have a real argument amongst ourselves about whether that was appropriate or not. That's and, true. And, and you would not be shunned for, for believing it was not. Okay. We would, we would have, and it would, we would have a real debate on our side about that. You would not be trending number one worldwide on Twitter for daring to suggest it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't kosher as Nate Silver has been for the last hour and a half. That's the difference. Okay, that is the that to me that's the difference. It's not so much would would we have people representing us doing it as much as the reaction to it would be we would we would be willing to express whether we're comfortable with it or not, as opposed to. Well, it just goes to show if you don't want to if you don't want to boo the president at, at all times, then you're you're essentially uh, enabling white supremacy. We would not be doing that crap. I think that's that to me. That's the biggest difference. Aaron, I want, go ahead and finish your point. So this this question, I'm not sure how valuable necessarily it is. It might it, it, the, your answer might might drill down the point that we've made so far. I, it, it, let's let's say let's let's be really generous here and say that eighty percent. Of the crowd that booed in National Stadium uh, the other night, let's say eighty percent of them, low information, whatever you know, that, that's a term that hasn't been uh, brought out for a while. Low information voters who had no idea what had happened, the announcement that was made earlier in the day, still booed anyway. Anyway, does that make it better or worse? Um, I think it makes it different, and I'm not because. It shows that there's now another systemic problem that we have, which is um, how many sheeple are easily manipulated. And, and I guess then I would say it makes it worse because it goes to show that they now have a, the, the communists we're talking about have a reach beyond their own enclaves because they've so dumbed down people they can they can herd them into their pens with the right dog whistle, I, I guess I would say. I really don't know how many people I trust actually knew of the news. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's 80%. Yeah. I, I was thinking of asking that exact here. same question myself at some point in this show. How many people had no idea that this news even happened? And they just thought, Donald Trump, racist, got to boo him. He's orange terrible. Man bad, man. Yeah, orange man bad. Todd, I'll give you a second well, to think about that while I do this. I brought that point up relative to why I think uh, Houston... Uh, may or may not have been different. I just think we do have a huge problem. No one probably, had, most people had not heard that name. Uh, most people um, are reading benign headlines about things. This is not given anything front, front page coverage. So Aaron's on to something big. And you might be looking for ways to protect your wealth from some of the people we're talking about right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, not just your wealth, your retirement, your savings, your nest egg, your finances uh, from scheming politicians, fake news media, et cetera. If you are one of those people, then you're smart that uh, you, you realize you work too hard to put your money in the hands of, uh, of such near to wells. 
So yes, you ought to be looking for unconventional ways to insulate yourself, but why not go with the option that has proven itself time and time again since the beginning of time? Of course, I'm talking about the golden rule here. Whoever has the gold rules. From the beginning, gold is where smart and successful people have placed themselves uh, and insulated themselves and their wealth from such schemers. Listen, I get why you're looking for alternative currency. You're not a sheeple. You're not one of those people I was just describing a few minutes ago. But why gamble on untested cryptocurrencies and they're up right now? Who knows where they might be tomorrow when gold has proven over the long haul to be the solution to corrupt and ineffective governance for centuries? Call the most trusted name in gold right now, Swiss America, toll free at 800-289-2646. That's 1-800-289-2646. Ask them for the timeless truth about Gold Report and DVD. They're both free. They're both free right now. And you can go online and get it from them there too at SwissAmerica.com. Again, that's SwissAmerica.com. Gentlemen, your final thoughts. And and by the way, folks, if you want to join, there's a ton of conversation about this on our Facebook page right now. You can continue it right there. Facebook, just like Steve Day's, not Steve Day's show. You can like that too, by the way. But if you want this conversation, we've got it on our Facebook page right now. Go ahead, Todd. Well, let's bring it back. We we talk nuance, but at the end of the day, a guy who hauled his own children with him uh, in, into the darkness uh, and then ex- apparently exploded his own suicide vest and took them with him, uh, he's dead, and that's what he deserves to be for his many, many crimes against humanity. And don't ever tell me it, the loving God would, would never permit a hell. This is, this is, this is the casebook. Yeah. Do you want to spend an eternity with a fiend like that? Hell no. A loving God cannot be a loving God without hell. And it's for reasons like this. And I just want to say it is it, it must be a good a, a good thing um when when this when the story prompts something where Steve is more pessimistic than I am about something, which he just stated that he was a few minutes ago. I mean that I think I can't remember the last time that that happened, to be honest. So there is that. But again, I, I, like Todd said. <laughs> It's always, again, something good happened here. Now, it was not pleasant. It's not a pleasant good, but it is a just and it is a good thing what happened to this horrible, miserable words cannot, words fail trying to describe a person like this other than rot in hell. We're going to stick around and do the overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. Is the story of Katie Hill on Capitol Hill really unique it might be egregious but is it unique we're going to discuss that in the overtime for the rest of you we will see you tomorrow noon to 2 eastern right after glenn beck here on blaze tv radio and podcast until then john 317 this is steve dace on the blaze radio network